Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Okay. Darvin, get up, grab onto the rope, start pulling yourself up, but it's so cold out here, you couldn't realize just how much extra warmth the pipes, the heating pipes, provided down here on the deck of the ship. And as soon as you grab onto the rope on the exterior of the balloon, it's so cold. Like The ropes are partially frozen, your hands begin chilling, and you really are just like stuck halfway up the balloon right now. But I think from there, you can like glimpse some movement on the balloon. You hear a little doop, doop, doop as they're walking against it. The footsteps echo a little bit louder since your face is pressed up against the side of the balloon. So there's definitely somebody up there and you can see them. You don't know what they're up to yet. You're about to find out though, because it's their turn. Well, a couple of things are going to happen here. First, whoever is on top of the balloon is going to cast some magic. Darvin, you can see this flash of blue as well. They are basically trying to chill the balloon, which everybody notices the effects of right away as the balloon just drops 10 feet. Because hot air balloons need hot air. As that air chills, down you go. Second, it was not just these two. No, no, no. Flying in from the other side, Silent wings turn at the last moment, and there's this huge white bat with yellow ears and darkened skin in the wings. And someone leaps off the back of this bat, tumbling onto the deck of the ship. She's short and a little stout. She is a dwarf fiend. She's got these gold petals braided into her hair hanging down behind her and as she is tumbling across the deck she pulls out a javelin and she's going to fling it at one of you Aranus she tumbles, pops up to her feet chucks a javelin at you probably not, that's a 10 to hit so it flies past you sticks into the deck She just continues the jog across the deck and leaps off the other side. Her bat catches her. (sighs) Aranus, what do you want to do? Shit, is she still right there? She jumped off the side of the ship. She hopped back onto her bat. You can see it disappearing into the distance right now. I mean, the edge of your dark vision. But I can can see her still. Yeah, yeah, you can see her still. Then I want to cast Elder's Blast at her. Do it. Okay, the low one there is a 19. They'll all hit. Okay. That's 15 total damage. Okay. Anything else, Harness? Nope, that's my whole turn. Alrighty. Finnegan, you can still see... Uh, you can still see that white bat rider. The bat is white, not the dwarf. Give me one second. I'm doing some research. Mm-hmm. In the far distance below you, that you cannot hear at the moment, there's a... Poof, as a sphere lands in the snow. 
Uh, right. Okay. So for my bonus action, yeah, I'm going to cast Yoru's Breath upon Cyril. Cool. So that she can get in this fight, so that she's useful to some degree. Okay. And then uh, let me just mark that spell slot on the erasable page, not on the actual paper, because um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> So I do that, and then I look out at this bat flying away, mm-hmm. and I am going to cast... Oh, no. I'm going to use my um, randomized wand. Ooh. On who? On the bat. On the bat themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's roll the d10 and see what it is. Ay ay ay. It's five, which is the innovation ray. <sighs> I was so worried it was going to be the sleep ray. <laughs> <laughs> sleep or the, the what's the petrification would be bad too. Yeah. Um, oh no, paralyzing would be the other one. There's a lot of bad things, let's just say. Oh yeah, a lot of bad. A lot of bad. Oh, this is just straight up damage. Yep, con save, and then it's 8d8 necrotic on a failed. All right, you go ahead and begin rolling that damage. I'm going to roll a con save for this bat. It's a DC of 16, according to the wand. At a total of 38. Well, they failed the save. So that is 38 damage. 38 necrotic damage, I should say. I do not know what a pained bat sounds like. It is very high-pitched, and everybody can hear it squeal out, piercing your ears. That's terrible. Don't listen to that. Um, <clears throat> that. That was terrible. Please don't ever do that again. Put a, put a volume and sounds warning on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And upon getting hit, they immediately begin flying upwards as fast as their bat wings can carry them. Finnegan, anything else? Cool. Yeah. And just so we're aware, because I don't want to set the ship on fire. And I don't want to make it colder in here. Cyril's breath is lightning breath. Mmm. Delightful. And does she have a target if she's got a 15-foot cone? Not 15 feet, unfortunately. No. Then she's going to position herself in a spot somewhere on the ship where she could hopefully hit someone if they try and pull that same stunt last time. Oh, the whole uh, diving onto the ship thing? mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, and prep a use of the breath on a target that would do that. Yeah. So Absolutely. the trigger would be an enemy landing on the ship. Mm-hmm. Reasonable to me. Reasonable to me. Darwin, clinging to the side of the balloon. Yes. What do you want to do? You could safely get back down onto the deck of the ship, or you can try to finish climbing up. The person I was climbing toward is still there as far as I know, right? Absolutely. Then we might as well try to keep climbing. Okay, okay. Is it another athletics check? It's another athletics check, yeah. Cool. It's a 12. Hey, that'll do it. It's awkward and clumsy, but you're able to climb on top, and there's a silhouette of a figure. There's a little bit of light shining kind of up around the balloon from the lanterns on the deck, so you can make out this short silhouette, maybe four foot four. Also, kind of squat. It's a lot of work to fire an arrow, isn't it? You could try. Let's do it. I don't have a choice. All right. She looks up Can't and sees you. Po- Can't you use a key point to get to her? Uh, can I? Uh, to, to dash as a bonus action, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And then do me a favor. Don't use your leg sword on top <laughs> of the ship, please. Mm, on top <laughs> of the... You don't need to crit fail and fall into the ship. It's a good point. Maybe Keep maybe we'll go. On. Uh, if you leave the scabbard point. on, it would be bludgeoning damage, but it would also lose any of the additional damage types from the uh, the sword itself. But you've got your other sword, your acid yeah, sword. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We could use the acid sword. That's probably the way to go. It's been a minute, but yeah. I have to. I have stats for that somewhere else. <laughs> As do I. Somewhere. Ah, the Draconic Rune Short Sword. Found it before me. 
I've got it in a dock. I just control F. <laughs> it has a thin coat of dragon acid. Any creature hit by it takes an additional 1d4 acid damage. Or you could use the acid spray effect, but that might be dangerous up here. Yep. We'll stick to the acid damage thing. All right. Okay, so first I... Right, I forgot. I used a key point to get over here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to subtract a key point, which I almost forgot. And then I'm going to attack with oh. not leg sword. Oh, I know. Been a while since we've seen the Draconic Rune short sword, but here it is. Acid sword. Ooh, I got a 17. That'll hit. Nice. So damage should still be a D8, right? Plus the D4, we're just not doing the... Right. Yeah? Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. D8 plus D4. Was there another mod on that, or is it just the D8 plus D4? Uh, your dex mod. Right, right, right. I knew that. Okay. That's it. I don't, I don't mean I knew that. I mean, my brain's <laughs> not working right. I appreciate the help. Mm-hmm. You knew that inside, but yes, exactly. at the moment. Which is plus five. So it's going to be a total of 11. Okay. And you do have your extra attack. So you can make a one, second slice at her. One more slice. Ooh, that's a 25. Ooh, yeah, that hits. Four, nine. All right. Jeez. And then I still have a punch. No, you actually do not. Right, that's a... used... Yes, that's right. Because that is a bonus action, and you've already done I that. did that already. Then that is mm-hmm. it. Then that is it. Okay. So, there's the pair way down on the ground, still in a sphere, presumably. Unable to do anything. And there's the white bat pair, who have begun ascending. And then there is the third member, who's currently on top of the balloon, fighting with Darwin. So we're going to do a few things here, happening in as condensed a time as possible, just because they are acting in concert, but things are starting to turn against them. So the first thing that happens is a second bat, this time a very dark bat, with an elongated head, like forward. You can look at pictures of a hammerhead bat to get a better idea of what this thing looks like. But just huge. It swoops in and attaches itself right on the side of the ship. It shakes right there by the ice that they've been freezing. And their rider, their rider has this huge wooden club with a stone kind of wrapped around in the end of it. Kind of like wrap the... The branches, the vines of the wood wrap around it, holding it in. It's very naturally formed. They are going to haul back and crack into the side of the ship, right at the frozen part, in an attempt to break open a hull in your hull. Both of those are solid strikes. The first one, there's a sound of cracking. And the second one, you hear timbers break away. And they've created a nice little entrance into the side of your ship. And they're going to head right on in through that hole. <laughs> that giant white bat, who just got hit so hard by that wand, they instinctively flew upwards to get away from the pain. But the damage was so severe that they begin falling back down. And it's just a matter of whether they attempt to land on the deck of the ship or on top of the balloon itself. Which one's more fun? Top the deck, right? Well, if they land on the deck, uh, Cyril's going to get hit on him. Cyril could hit the rider or the bat, right? Mm-hmm. It's a 15-foot okay. cone, so could hit both. Oh, could hit both. That's right. Sorry, it's a cone, not a targeted attack. Um, I also just don't want to worry about piercing your balloon just yet. We're still really early into this flight. So they immediately flew up and then just began corkscrewing down in pain. And they slam onto the deck of the ship. This white bat's rider. Ah, this is the one who had thrown a javelin at Aranus. With the golden petals woven into her braid, she tumbles forth, pulls out a morning star, looks at you, turns back to her bat, and then just backpedals to stand in between that and all of you. Then... Cyril gets a blast. And they can make a deck save. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, she's going to do her darndest to protect her bat. 
but let's get a deck save for both of them. Jesus Christ, that's a one and a two. Nice. You're going to take this full damage. Nine. Nine total? Mm-hmm. She does her best to shield her back from this damage. What kind of damage? This is lightning again, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. It crackles down the handle of the mace. She's ugh, getting electrocuted. Some of this licks past her. Hits the bat, scorch marks on the bat's fur, the bat's wings, and the bat is just kind of very meekly (laughs) scratching with the little front claw at the point of the wing. And that bat cannot take another hit, like, probably at all. And then, finally, the last of the group, the one who is in charge. I don't need to tell you this because she makes it evident herself. Swooping in. From the darkness, on the other side, there's this giant Luna moth. Huge wings, very subtle blue-green color on the top of it, lightly reflecting the moonlight. Standing atop this moth is uh, another dwarven woman, and she has golden flower petals tattooed on her cheeks, chin, and down her neck, leading down to this golden petal, kind of like necklace looking more like the the front of a shirt or like exposed chain mail and she proclaims fair travelers stay your hands lest my sister on top continue to bring this balloon down we're merely here for a quick resupply and do not wish to be of any further intrusion my sister is below now gathering what we need but if you do resist our hand may be forced Finnegan looks at all this and says, Hi, Arnett. Would you like to tell them who you are? Who they happen to be pirating from? Would you like to say anything, Arnett? Oh, I really do. I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to say anything since I've accidentally talked over you like three times today. Um. <laughs> oh, yes. Now would seem the opportune moment to do so. Ladies, you sure you really want to steal from a god? She smiles as the giant Luna Moth's wings continue to just slowly flap, keeping pace right with you. If anything, sounds like it would only improve my esteem. I, you know, I don't have any patience <laughs> for pirates, you law-breaking bastards. So you've got two choices the way I see it. You can stand down and get your disgusting sister off my ship, or I will kill every one of you. On principle. All right. Would you like to roll some intimidation there, Finnegan? Sure, I'll roll it. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's been worse. Some Definitely some words. It's a 14. Now, friend, surely, surely nobody needs to lose a life here. I imagine, by the looks of you, that you're also not traveling alone. It would be a shame for there to be losses on both sides. You've don't you agree? You, you're not even going to let her... No, you don't dare to threaten the passengers of this ship. I will see you dead. And I cast Fireball at her. How big is the explosion on Fireball? I really want to turn. <laughs> well, it won't be right, Finnegan's turn see yet. see me go to cast and you can stop me if you want. Sorry. I, I mean, I if we're going to continue attacks, is. we'll go back into initiative. I just wanted her uh, to show up yeah. and give if her she's talk. Gonna th- threaten innocent people on this ship. There's no way I'm going to stand her and let her do that. She's clearly a pirate and she deserves to die. Or at least get the fuck out of my airspace. No, no, she deserves <laughs> to die. Mm. Okay, All right. Well, let's see who's on top <laughs> there with Darwin. Uh, she says. <sighs> Sister Goldbrow, continue bringing them down. And Darvin, you're up there with Sister Goldbrow. And rather than try to fend you off, she's going to continue to cast Ice Magic, Frostbolt, uh, Cone of Cold. Actually, which one does she have? Uh, yeah, it's just Frostbolt. But she's going to continue to cast it onto the balloon itself. And it continues to chill the air. And there's another 
as the dirigible, as the regal splendor, loses another 10 feet. Everyone on the deck, you feel your feet lighten for a moment before reaffirming your stance as the ship continues its descent towards the ground. Aranus, what would you like to do? This captain of these pirates is standing out there on the back of their giant Luna Moth. Okay, I have a, I have a question for you. I want to get down into the hold where this lady is, but I only have 30 feet of movement. Can I get within 60 feet of her? Of whoever's in the hold? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's oh, with really? dash, right? No. I'm what? only moving 30 feet. Oh, oh I want only 30 feet. Um, I'm only moving 30 feet. I just want to know if I can get within 60 feet of her. Oh, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Perhaps. I think with a successful perception roll, so you can determine like just where she is in the ship, it won't be that hard to determine. Just want to make sure you're not looking in the wrong corner of the ship. Okay. But yeah, if that's what you want to do. So you're immediately rushing below deck. Yeah. Okay. Roll uh, perception. Perception of a... It's a dirty 20. Okay. Yeah. No problem. You stop kind of halfway down. You peer into the tween deck and you see her. Okay. Much better lit down here. Let me just tell you who you see real fast. This is the one on the hammer-headed bed. Another dwarf-looking gal. She's got a bit of a barky exterior. And she's got some golden flower petals woven into, like, some uh, mutton-chop-type hair hanging down by her ears. And she's grabbing crates, putting it into a pack on this bat, like, just stealing your shit, taking your stuff. Oh. I look straight at her, and I just say, stop. And I cast Power Word Stun. Uh, it's gonna work. <laughs> cool. Power Word Stun. Yeah, there's no immediate save on that. So nope. she is immediately stunned. Hands on a crate, about to put it in the pack. Stunned, that thing just falls out of the side of the ship to somewhere far below. And they are incapacitated. Let's see, stunned. Incapacitated, no actions or reactions. They cannot move, they can only speak falteringly. They automatically fail, strength and deck saves. And attack rolls against them have advantage. Okay, yeah. She is stunned here. Are you saying anything to her, or is it just stop, and that's it? I don't feel the need to say anything to her, but if you'll allow me to yell back up the hatch at Sissy up there, I'd like to. At who? At the lady who's been talking so much shit. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Name. The captain. I don't know if she uh, you don't know her name. Herself. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all didn't let her. Finnegan's just like, <laughs> No, well, she's, you know... No, that's fair. She's fucking around. I wanted to find out. That's fair. That's step two. <laughs> step one, fuck around. Step two, find out. Let's go. Get these what do you hands. say? <laughs> your girl down here seems to be stunned. Care to rethink your position? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Ooh, it sucks to be you might be good. <laughs> Classy. All right, Finnegan, it's your turn. The captain, Captain Goldbeard, and her giant Luna Moth are just off the bow of the ship. There's a downed giant white bat with her rider. He's got the gold petals wrapped through her braids. That is gold braid. They've got a theme going on, in case you couldn't tell yet. Mm-hmm. She is standing dead fast in front of her bat, doing whatever she can to protect her. And yeah. What do you want to do? Is now the time for that fireball that you're shooting? <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try something um, because Finnegan is first and foremost a man of the creatures. So I want to use one of my castings of speak with animals. Ah. Um, and I'm going to call out as loud as I possibly can because I can't pump this up with thaumaturgy. And I'm going to say, how am I going to phrase this? Well, if you want to be loud, that lasts for a whole minute. Oh, it so does. It's not yeah. like you have to so recast thaumaturgy. Yeah. yeah, you can still yes, be loud. So, um, and I'm going to call out and say, um, to the creatures who are serving these dwarven women, I am Finnegan Tempest, a tamer of creatures. And I can guarantee that should you choose to ally yourself in this fight with me, 
I would not only give you your freedom, but I'd offer you whatever you need to leave in peace. All you must do is drop your riders and fly away. <laughs> it. Let's see. Currently, there's only one with an active rider, and that's the captain. Yes. Because I just realized like, the white bat is just grounded there on the deck. The, uh, the hammer-headed bat is clinging to the side of the ship, and their rider is inside the ship and stunned. The gal up there with Darwin is not currently on her mount. Is around somewhere, presumably. But the captain here is on top of their giant Luna moth. This is uh, Speak with Animals, you said, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speak with Animals. All right. Well, then. I guess this would be like a persuasion check, then. If you're trying to turn the animals to your side. Yes, and since I have trainer's knowledge, I can use my intelligence modifier for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, let's see. Oh, I crit. That's a 25. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. remember, this is not controlling animals. I know. This I is know. making up. Okay. Okay. It's just very silly and it's amazing. <laughs> well, there are currently five flying animals. Five flying mounts within range. Thanks to your thaumaturgy, they all hear this. All of various different species. You can't tell which animals they are, right? You don't have that strong of a magical connection with animals. No. You have to see them. No, okay, no. cool. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There are four. I do not think the ones in the bubble way down below on the ground are going to hear you here. Unless thaumaturgy is really that loud. It doesn't give a... It's three times your normal voice. Okay, yeah, no, it's it not reaching the ground. Sense. It's too far away, especially if they're still in the bubble. So that bat can't hear you. Or sorry, that giant screech owl cannot hear you, will not respond. There's the giant white bat on the deck of the ship who is way too injured to do anything. I think you can hear them reply back because this allows animals to speak back, right? Mm-hmm. This giant white bat injured nearly to the point of death. They can see their rider standing directly in front of them, protecting them. That said, they respond with, Goldbraid protects me, but, but this has been a very bad day. I just want to be able to fly back home. Not necessarily abandoning her rider, but also is very wounded and would just love to be able to heal up and get away. The giant hammer-headed bat on the side of the ship is not going to respond. There is a giant bird flying about in the sky that you cannot see, who simply replies back, I have no rider to drop. <laughs> this giant Luna moth with Captain Goldbeard on her back says, All I want is for our family to be able to go home safely. If you can help that happen, I will assist. And the giant Luna Moth lunges forward in the sky, flying directly at the ship. And at the last moment, bucks like a horse and takes a nosedive down. And Captain Goldbeard tumbles, skids on her chest across the deck of the ship, looks back in disbelief, having been unseated by her mount. The giant Luna Moth did drop her rider, but was not prepared to kill her. So, mm -hmm. deposited her on the deck. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this is, this is all still your turn, isn't it, Finnegan? Mm -hmm. <laughs> she stands up. Or, <clears throat> she doesn't have enough time to stand up. She just, like, puts her head down, lifts her torso up a little bit. She has a sword on one hip, a mace on the other. She pushes her torso up. <sighs> ah. If you just wanted me to join you on the ship, you should have just asked. It's a little bit of a false confidence here, you can tell. Mostly putting it forward for her for her sisters and her friends. But yeah. Anything else, Finnegan? Uh that's gonna be my action, so I don't have a bonus action. Um So then what about zero? But I will no, I'll turn to Cyril, and I'll tell Cyril, Oi, 
Don't hurt the bat. She nods. <laughs> but the dwarves are free game. Okay. And she's gonna... Can she hit both of them with the cone, or only mm, one of them? No. I would assume only one. Yeah. Only one, yeah. She's gonna then move the target, because she doesn't want to hit the bat to the one that just landed. The captain. Okay. Yeah. The captain's also prone. Cyril could stand above her and blast downward. Oh, yeah. That'll, that is exactly what she will do. Okay, cool. Just... Blah. Dex saving throw, right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, she's prone, so I'm going to give her disadvantage here. Well, there's a 17 and then a 3. So before she can roll away, lightning rocks across her body. 14 total. Okay. Darvin, you're still on top of the balloon. The dwarf that you're with, Goldbrow, as denoted by the golden petals woven into her thick, illustrious eyebrows, is attempting to freeze your balloon. What do you want to do? We're just going to keep attacking and try and stop that. Okay. So first with the acid sword. That's a 17. That'll fit. Nice for... Yikes. Nine damage. Slashing across her arm. And second. Ooh, second acid sword is a crit fail. Ooh, missed. Thankfully. She rocks back, almost losing her footing there for a moment. Stabilizes herself. You gonna punch at all? Yep, we're gonna throw a punch. Just Just one. one? Alright. Just one. Ooh, that's a 13. Not much better. Oh, that's also going to miss. That's all I got. She lowers her shoulder and just glances off the back of her shoulder blade. Brutal. Cool. It's all of their turns. Jeez. Power word stun. Hey, Arnest, do they get another save? Yes. Uh, It's a con save at the end of their turn. The end of her turn, she's going to try to make a constitution saving throw. No, that's a two on the die. She remains stunned. I ain't gonna do it. Just standing there. At this point, the giant hammer-headed bat who's clinging to the side of the ship, you see the snout pushing in. The snout's a good two feet long. Giant, glassy, dark eyes. Staring at her rider and staring at you, Arnis. Goldbraid. Goldbraid's not happy about any of this. Um, She's gonna charge Cyril. Oh, no, that would leave her bat unprotected. Does she or does she not? Bat versus captain slash sister. Yeah, those were not just terms of endearment. Uh, Definitely. They are sisters. Plus it's lightning, which is unknowingly great. Uh, It's something that they don't like, uh, which we'll see if anybody survives to explain that. Um, Yeah, she's going to charge at Cyril. Cyril's currently large, right? Or is she in the harness? Oh, no, she's definitely currently large. Okay. She's going to charge at Cyril and like a, like a bull rush type attack. Gonna rush and try to tackle Cyril off of her sister. Does a 16 hit Cyril? 16? Let me double check. I think it may be a tie. Yeah, it's a tie. So Nice! So, gold braid here. Charges forward, lowers that shoulder, hits Cyril right in the side. And the two of them go tumbling. Bam! Hit up against the railing of the ship. No danger of falling off here, but just been tackled. And Goldbraid is kind of, what do you call it? Goldbraid is like straddling Cyril from above. No damage. It was just about forced movement. Got it. Getting some safety for the captain. Gold stash is on the ground. Um, Gold chops is stunned. So it's Goldbrow. Um... Okay, Darvin, you're up there with Goldbrow. She knows things are not looking good for her uh, and knows that you being up here is detrimental to her health. So she's going to try to tackle you as well, mimicking the attack from below. Uh, That is a crit fail. (laughs) Nice. Nice. She lunges at you. Foot gets caught in one of the ropes, helping to hold the balloon down to the rest of the ship. And she trips and stumbles and begins sliding down the side of the balloon. 
until eventually her leg gets caught up in another bit of rope and she's just hanging from the side of the balloon right now. Uh, Finnegan, you can definitely see her just hanging there, struggling. Nice. Falling would be bad, but she's okay for now. And then there's just Goldbeard, Captain Goldbeard, now free of Cyril. She's going to stand up, <clears throat> brush herself off real quick, and smooth back her hair. This long red hair tied back in just this giant ponytail. But other than that, leather chainmail, that fancy gold one there that looks like it's extending the beard down. Whew. Well, I think we may have gotten off on the wrong foot here. We're not here to hurt anyone. As you can see, we have wounded poor Goldbraid's bat. Poor Goldbrow hanging there. I don't know what has become of Gold Chops, but, uh, but seeing as I'm not hearing any action from below deck, I can assume we're at least at a stalemate there as well. Now then, unless you would like, unless you would like the blood of simple pirates on your hands, and if there is a god aboard, as you so claim, if you wish them to be a merciful god, perhaps we can come to some arrangement. We simply need some provisions to further our own quest. Well, you're caught in me in a curious mood, and what is this quest for you pirates? The beast that killed our father. The original Captain Goldbeard, perhaps you have heard of him. Died a Commodore of the Skies. Not military ranks, these are definitely just him and other pirates giving him the rank. Yeah. Perhaps you've heard of him. Has Finnegan ever heard of this pirate? Of the Skies, remember? Oh yeah, I've heard of him. He's okay. pretty notorious. This is what I can tell you about him. He was a very gregarious dwarf, fathering daughters with numerous partners over his career. Now, this was not a secret or anything. Like It was known that he's just, that that was part of his deal. <laughs> it was part of his charm. It is why he worked so well as a pirate, because sometimes you just charm people out of their goods. And that may include uh, sleeping with him as well. I'm personally offended. He did manage to recruit a number of his kin into his crew. Uh, these are part of, this is part of that crew. The beast that killed our father. His companion has been inconsolable since. His mount, a huge macaw known as Goldbeak. Enormous, bigger than this ship. has been inconsolable since. If we were able to prove vengeance, we might be able to bring some peace to him. Have you seen or heard of this giant lightning phoenix? Mm, no. I don't think Finnegan no, has. So. Finnegan would not have, unfortunately. The two who have are not on the deck right now. I, so this is what I have to tell you. I do not parlay with pirates. Is there someone who would? <laughs> oh no, I speak for the ship right now, madam. So listen to me. All right. You have one choice. You can command your allies to lay down your arms and be taken as prisoners. And we will leave you at the first place where we stop so you can face judgment for your crimes. Or you continue down the foolish path you're upon and pay with your lives. Hmm. And I say uh, this emotionlessly. Like, this is just the mm -hmm. choice that she has. Roll some intimidation with advantage this time. This is why I don't do the talking. That's a seven. <clears throat> Tell me something, my good man. Have you a place to keep prisoners aboard your ship? I do, Scott, believe there is some place we could keep them, right? Oh, I, I, I believe so, too. I, I think right. there are ways. She's just, like, looking around. This is a fancy ship. This is Earl Earl's right. ship. You know, where are you keeping prisoners on this luxury yacht? I, I will say this. She may look like a whole lot, but she's got it really where it counts, doesn't she? Um... <laughs> And that is to say that we would find a way to keep you as prisoners. Don't, don't worry about that. Pulling on some of her father's charm, she steps forward. Would you be keeping me prisoner, personally? Can I hear any of this? Uh, you're below deck, so not yet. <laughs> I think Darwin can are hear we, some of this. Okay, can I ask, are we, are we still in initiative here? For the moment. I just want to see how Finnegan reacts. All right. And then, then we'll come out of it, because after Finnegan would be their turns. 
or sorry, it was their turns. We'd be back to the top of the round and it would be uh, Arnest's turn again. Right. Um, can, as much as I don't want Which, you to do it, can you repeat what you just said? I don't know if I remember what I said. Uh, <clears throat> and would you be keeping me prisoner personally? She steps forward, gets a little bit closer. I can think of worse ways to pass the time aboard this ship. Oh. <laughs> Learn okay. from her father who... Yep. So I can't, I can't hear this, right? I can't hear any of this. Not yet. Let's have Finnegan react. Okay. And then Just... you can come up and see awkward Finnegan or, I don't know, <sighs> however Finnegan. So Finnegan... Oh, God. Finnegan has a moment where he considers this thoroughly and then he falls back on his military training. Um, and he says, um, madam, you'd be treated as a full prisoner under all rules and regulations within the military service and expectations of that. Like just drops right into his training. Oh, there's a dejected look on her face for show. Like her emotions are not actually hurt. But she's putting it on. And Arnis, it's at that moment that you can come up. And oh, is I was Finnegan gonna, visibly I was flustered my... at all? Sorry. Oh, you're going to do uh, what now? Go ahead. I was going to use my next turn to tie up the woman who I stunned. Ah, okay. That was, well, my, that was my next move. Well, then if let I me don't take a know step what's back. going on on the deck, then uh, that's I what see. I'm going to do. It's not that you like, want to see the embarrassment. Okay. Right. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, do I know this exchange is happening? Because if I don't, mm-hmm. then I'm tying up that lady and then coming up there. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Arnis, it's your turn. You have not heard the conversation above deck. What would you like to do? Okay. I want to tie up the person who I stunned, please. Okay. This is Gold Chops. She is half dwarf, half plant. You can use some of that nice, shiny new rope you just overpaid for. Yep. This is why we bought new rope. She is done, so cannot do anything to stop it. Yep. Are you leaving her here in the tween deck? Yeah, I mean, I my strength score is shit, so I'm not carrying her anywhere. It'd be like dragging a small log. I'm not doing that. Okay. Tie up. Collapses over. I don't want to risk ripping my tight pants. <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm too weak to... Move the giant bat head continues to poke in a little closer and like sniff at gold chops, gives a little lick to make sure she's all right. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do, Arnis? This is just tying her up. I mean, I'd like, I want to tie her up and then uh, start to make my way yeah. out. Yeah, you, you'll come back like, up to the top soon enough. Finnegan, it's your turn. She's <laughs> not actively resisting anything at the moment. Clearly. Okay. Uh, so I, she's stepped towards me a little. I'm going to step back. Okay. A little (laughs) reestablishing that space. I'm going to level my wand wand toward her, not in aggressive fashion, but like, no, you're going to step back there. All right. I'm going to say, cop pulls his gun. (laughs) Well, this is still the middle of a fight and I'm going to, and I, and I'm going to say like, oi. The command was for you to lay down your arms and you would be taken prisoner. If you would do that, we can progress forward through this interaction. Until then, I must treat you as an active combatant. She smiles, turns her hands upward, holds them forward, and I like, well, if you want to arrest me, you may. Not actively dropped her weapons yet. They're still on her hips. She hasn't pulled them out. She's just standing there with a coy smile on her face. Is there anything Cyril wants to do with the gal that she is entangled with at the moment? He wants to try and throw her off and get up. Make an athletics check. Cyril's big and strong. Gold Braid is fairly strong, but probably not Cyril strong. It's a 22. Okay. Cyril is effectively able to... Knock her off. Gold Braid stumbles back a bit. Almost falls down, hand on the deck. Pushes herself back up. Starts taking stock of the situation. Darvin, you're on top of the balloon, my friend. Yes. The gal who was up here, Goldbrow, has since fallen and is entangled in the rope, dangling off the side of the balloon. What would you like to do? 
dangling off the side of the balloon. Yeah. And can I hear that Finnegan is having... Yeah, yeah. You've heard that conversation. I guess if that's the case, then I would try and capture the one dangling off the side of the balloon if I know Finnegan's taking that approach and I have one dangling. Okay. Do you want to drop down to the deck and do that, or are you hauling her back up on top of the balloon to do that? Let's drop down to the deck. That seems more civil. Okay. It's a downward climb, and there are ropes, and you're not under threat, so it's easy enough. You can do this without a roll, but if you want to pull her in and tie her up, you can begin doing so. Yeah. Goldbeard sees you come down. She's got her hands out still. Thank you for taking care of my sister. I'm sure we'll be able to make it up to you somehow. That was not in a sexual way. Sorry. That was not meant to be any sort of double entendre. Just appreciative that you're not letting her sister fall to her death. Sexable way. (laughs) I gotta be careful since I already, like, coded her as being flirty to help get out of this. I don't want that to be read that way. And indeed, as you're pulling Goldbrow in, she's a little bit larger for a dwarf. She smiles and gives you a thanks. Very quiet, under the breath. Reluctant. Thanks, I guess. And then you start tying her up. Maybe I spoke too soon. I mean, pretty loose. I don't, I don't feel great about that part, honestly. Okay. I'm not super, you know. Goldbeard, hands still out. Drop my arms. I'm not, I'm not drawing my weapons. Don't worry. She pulls her hands back in and unclasps her weapons belt, and it collapses down to the deck of the ship. Is that better, friend? Yep. Finnegan. Oi. Thank you. Well then, now that we are <clears throat> at your mercy, what is to become of us? Yes, taken to the next city for judgment, as you say, but in the meantime, what shall we do with our time? Oh, this woman. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> really glad Arnus isn't up there to hear this yet. He'd be so uncomfortable. You will be relieved of anything that you can be used as a weapon, obviously. You'll be placed in a secure location within the ship, which you cannot, will not be able to escape from. There'll be a round-the-clock watch upon you. And then when we, receive, when we arrive at our first destination, where we can be assured that you will be placed under lock and key and face the trial that you are so rightfully deserving, you will be dropped off and we, we will be on our way. And what of our companions? She motions over to the giant white bat, motions out to the air where the other flying mounts are at. Will they be allowed to travel alongside us? Or at the very least, heal poor Goldbraid's friend. Goldbraid's friend will be taken care of, I can assure you of that. The others will be offered their freedom. Should they choose not to go, they may follow along with us. But I doubt they're going to want to stay following along you when you are going to prison. Time will tell, won't it? Also, it is delightful that there is one pair that is off the board at the moment and doesn't know anything at all about this deal. Just love it. Um, Okay, I think now we are effectively out of any sort of initiative. Arnis, are you coming back up to the deck? Oh, yeah. Okay. Are the remainder of the pirates being tied up as well? Uh, That's Finnegan's expectation is that they will be remain, you know, we don't have chains or shackles, so they will be tied up at all times. Okay. Except when they, except maybe when they eat one at a time. Ooh. Finnegan's such a hard ass. I'm not about to trust any of them as far as I can throw them, and I have a minus one to all athletics. <gasps> Me too. Twisties. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all I was right. like, no, I'm not carrying her up there. <laughs> okay, then. And, uh, Sam and Carolina don't go near them. Oh, yeah, that would be bad. What? How are you going to manage round-the-clock watches? With everybody but Sam and Carolina. (laughs) I digress. I digress. As you tie up Goldbeard and Goldbraid, they are, for now, accepting of their fate. Where are you escorting them to? Are we to remain here on the deck of the ship? I'll admit there's not very many places to go, but it seems a little 
exposed, a little lonely. Oh my God, seriously? Of course, now, like, if Arnis has come up to the, like, deck of the ship at this point, like, he has no idea the rest of the conversation that has gone on. Right. And so he reacts poorly to this statement, but then also follows it with, God, can't you use your powers of persuasion for something useful? I mean, some of us do. I'm trying to, young man. Young man, F off. <laughs> Are you not a young man? I'm over 40. <laughs> I wouldn't call that a young man. <laughs> young compared to her. Oy. She's half dwarf. She's probably like 70, 80 years old. She looks probably physically, you know, physically mature-wise about the same as Arnis. We'd probably clock her if human about 40, but she's got a few more decades on Arnis there. My comment stands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Where are you keeping them, at least for now? I'm blanking on the, like, the, the organization of the ship, like the there's, spaces and whatnot. There's the deck. There's the tween deck. There's the lower deck, which is where like the kitchen, the lounge, the bedroom is. And then there's the, uh, the hold underneath where the animals are kept. I think that seems like the best place for them. Okay. Obviously, I'll be observing them when I'm on watch to ensure that they're not like, that they're not tamers like me and are going to find a way to convince these animals to help them get out. Mm -hmm. But I think buried into the bowels of the bottom of the ship is probably the best place for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As far as determining their skills and abilities, it can probably be something determined next time. Mm hmm. It's probably something that can be determined by spending more time with them, getting to know them. They may give those answers willingly. You may just be able to glean things. Who knows? Uh, but as you escort all four of them into the animal hold, still tied up, they sit down. I'm assuming on the ground or on like some mounds of hay. Captain Goldbeard speaks up. I appreciate that we are at your mercy for the time being. But is there any way that you could see to helping us avenge our poor? I, there is no way in Yoru that I am helping avenge the death of a pirate. You are lucky we are letting you live, milady. Hmm. Mm hmm. If not for me, then perhaps for dear sweet Goldbeak. The mournful Fire. cries can be heard for miles around the nest. Oh, shut it. <laughs> Can I, can I can I roll Sorry. insight on this and see if she's just trying to like she's marked me and she's just trying to play me? Sure, go ahead. Anybody can roll insight here. Okay, you're I all will. here. You're I all will. Present. I'll roll as. I'll roll as. Oh. I got a six. I'm buying this hook, line, and sinker. Oh wait, I got higher than that. Hang on. <laughs> mm -hmm. I rolled higher. Nate, is Darwin insighting at all here? Yeah. Yes, I got a twenty-six. Holy Ooh, shit. That's some awesome insight. Darvin knows Fucking all. Sees all. I rolled a 19. I, well, I thought I did well. I got a 16, but apparently that's shit compared to how Darvin did. All right. Finnegan, I think you have a hard time getting a beat on her just because of all of the flirtations that she's been using so far. Got it. So distancing yourself from being able to insight anything too much. But Darvin and Aranis... It may be a little hammy, but it's the truth. She is sincere. Their father's mount, Goldbeak, huge macaw, does suffer. Lost their best friend in the world. Constant companion. True, it's not the macaw's fault. He was a pirate. Indeed, my peg-legged friend. It's not Goldbeak's fault. My peg-legged friend, F off. That ain't a peg-leg. I'm not offended, though. Darwin doesn't care. It's a, it's a catch-all term. It doesn't have to be an actual wooden peg. Mm-hmm. A sword could be a peg. <laughs> Just like a dagger can be a sword. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a sword is a big knife or whatever it was. <laughs> Darwin. Um, All right. All right. Well, so this is uh, what I'm going to... Oh, okay, ahead. no, go ahead. No, no. So go for it. This is what I'm going to say. Well, we're going to be traveling together a while. So, while I will not go, mm, while I will not go out of my way, 
and I will not do anything to avenge this creature's death. Should you be set free, should you be seen mercy by the courts, which I highly doubt, I will teach you some ways in which you could further console this miserable creature. But my first bit of advice would be to not, and I say this with a little bit of anger, to not be using these creatures in your foul deeds. Does anybody else have anything to say here? Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I think Finn pretty much sums up my feelings on the matter. Okay. Yeah, not after that. Okay. I mean, unless you want me to shout, yeah. There's <laughs> no role here right no. now. And how dare you step on Darwin's toes? What toes? <laughs> He's got the other foot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Captain Goldbeard. She says, well, I'm sure we have plenty of time between here and wherever it is you're taking us. If not you, perhaps some of your friends will be more amenable to our cause. Now then, I don't suppose you're simply going to let us starve down here. What's to eat? You will be given (laughs) rations when we eat. Don't worry about that. Well, if you have any, I am particularly fond of venison jerky, if you wish to be kind. I know. Any venison jerky on this ship goes to her. And I point to cereal. She looks delightful. I look forward to making her acquaintance. And we pull back. As Olwan steadies the ship, the ice does not melt. There is a hole in the side of the ship that needs to be repaired, but that will come in due time. As the regal splendor continues its voyage north, you are joined by a giant luna moth, hammerhead bat, a white bat who's in rough condition but will mend, and Goldbrow's yet unseen night heron. The four fly silently behind you, keeping track of their dear friends and companions, and somewhere in the distance below, as Goldstash and her giant screech owl have been set free of the sphere, she begins a search in earnest for her family. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. Amidst the wreckage and recovery from war, a new secret war begins in the alleys, docks, gambling pits, and sewers of Aratai. A war of assassins, smugglers, crime lords for the underbelly of the city. Caught in this struggle, a bounty hunter and a thief for hire find themselves entrusted with the protection and life of a very special child. 
This is a story from the shadows of Aratai. Premieres November 12th on Dice Legends.